up. Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, um, Grandmasters and Master Swordcaster, Dragon Rider, and of course, Major Death. So we got we got announced mini set. We got revealed mini set, and today we have mini set. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We, we joked about you know we'll find something out right after we record. But I mean, it wasn't right after. It was like you know a day and a half after we recorded, and then they announced it, and it was like, cool. We're going to have the announcement of the cards and the set before we even record next, like less than a week. Yeah. Later. yeah. Well. I guess we know this week's topic. <laughs> so we're gonna just we're just gonna dive in and we're gonna do a full mini set review. Um and we get we're gonna start with, of course, our rating scale, which has been updated. So um we're rating on a scale from one to six, one being bad, like seeds of destruction, two being a fringe support card like a restaurant viper. Three is a solid card, key support in a few decks, uh, Venomous Scorpid, Batty Guest. Four would be strong, good in several decks, or deck enabling for a class, uh, Vicious Scale Hide, and uh, I scroll over too far, I don't remember these ones. Learned Maiden is the yes. other card. Yes, uh, okay. Sorry, I literally scrolled over and i clicked the wrong thing five would be format defining harpoon gun or sire denathrius and six is opaf please nerf uh pre-nerf snowfall guardian <laughs> i feel like hat may have had at least a little bit of a uh a little bit of input on the the new suggestions for for card examples there you don't say i, I can't just, imagine just what gives that away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well then let's just jump into it and start out with demon hunter mage you want to start us off yeah so we're starting with demon hunter demon hunter has a legendary minion that is prosecutor maltranix a four mana two six demon with a battle cry that reads your opponent can only play their left and rightmost cards on their next turn. So it literally makes your opponent have to play only outcast cards the following turn. This seems really weird, but and but also very potentially powerful and very disruptive uh, to an opponent because like this feels like any nothing like anything we've seen before as far as disruption cards and uh limiting the opponent's options to only their outcast cards the far left or far right card the card that's been in their hand the longest or their top deck i think makes it really difficult to potentially deal with this so i think in a lot of cases you're going to end up having to skip a turn or play something you really don't want to play the turn this comes down Obviously, it, I think it it works great on turn four and can potentially work later than that. I, I think I give this a four. I think this sees a lot of play in Demon Hunter. I don't know if it gets into aggro, but I feel like every other type of Demon Hunter deck 
is going to try and at least start with this card in their deck as a disruption tool. And I think in a lot of cases, it'll end up staying. I, um, I'm a little less on this. I think the effect is strong. I think this is a solid card. So I gave it a three. Like, you could be right that it, it could see its way into some more decks, but right now it just, it's a 2 6. The effect is good. It is only a battle cry, so you, you do get it 100% that next turn. So it feels like a, a, a solid piece, but not like a super strong one. So when I first read this, I probably would have rated it like a 3 because. For some reason, my brain interpreted it as the opposite, where it blocked the outcast <laughs> cards and okay. they could still play the middle cards. Uh-huh. Until I was streaming today after the set launched and someone played it against me, and I had gone to the bathroom and I came back and looked at my hand and went, What happened? Why can't I play my cards? And then I realized, Oh, you can literally only play the two cards on the outside of your hand. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I'm giving this a four. I agree with you. I like this a lot, uh, especially realizing that it pretty much blocks most of the cards in your hand. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's only a two six body, but I think the four mana two six. We've seen it with like Okani mm-hmm. and stuff, and yeah, it it seems fine. I think the the effect is actually powerful enough that I think it outweighs the the stats. Yeah, I think I think that's where where I landed on it as well. Uh let's move into the commons. The first is a common spell, all fell breaks loose. That is a 5 mana fell spell that says summon a friendly demon that died this game infuse with 3 demons, summon 3 instead. I don't like this card at all. I, I'm struggling to figure out what demons would you want to infuse this with that you would then want to summon back with this because it's five mana, so it's going to cost quite a bit. And the fact that you can only infuse it with demons makes it a little bit tougher to infuse as well. So I actually gave this a one. I, I don't think this actually sees play. I see this as a one two. This the fact that it only infuses demons. If it was infused three, summon three demons, like okay, maybe like a fringe like big demon hunter deck, but like the fact that it, it only infuses on demons, I I don't see the use for this. So yeah, I see it as a one. I gave it the the benefit of the doubt too. <laughs> You know, just thinking that there might be some sort of fringe deck that can come along and use this. Maybe some sort of big thing, but it's going to take some manipulation, I think, to pull that off. Like, pulling those out of the deck, getting them to kill off while this is in your hand. And yeah, it seems like a lot. So, I don't know. Not super thrilled. That's usually my job, is to give cards like this the benefit of the doubt. But I just felt like I couldn't in this particular instance. Uh, the final demon card is the Sightless Magistrate. It is a four mana five four with a battle cry that reads: Both players draw until they have five cards. This is an absolutely fantastic card for the for that like 
dump your hand aggro demon hunter uh, I, that I was actually playing a lot earlier in the month. Um, I felt like there were definitely times where you couldn't find the magnifying glaive and you needed card draw. And I tried that Chrysix, the, the four mana seven, seven uh, legendary to try and draw cards. And that didn't work very well because I didn't want to discard my hand with this. This is going to be a good card. I, I feel like I already... Uh, can see a situation where you're going to play this for four mana, you're going to draw three or four cards, and you're putting a five attack minion on the board. And that that's a real nice aggressive stat line as well. So I gave this a solid three. I think it definitely sees playing an aggro demon hunter. And I could see it potentially going in other spots down the road when we have some other decks. I, I don't know that it necessarily fits in relic demon hunter right now, but I, this is going to be a key card in the in the in the aggro demon hunter deck. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Yeah, it's like you said, it's aggressively statted. It's going to draw you some cards. Like this is just, I think you're right. It'll find its way into some other decks as well, especially if you want to go like forty card demon hunter. Like this can fit in there too. So like I think this is a pretty solid card. Yeah, I like it a lot too. I went up to a four with it just because I think it's it's so good, and I mm. I think it helps the aggro demon hunter deck specifically enough that it I think it helps make the deck even more you know relevant yeah. and actually sustainable. I I could de I could definitely see that. All right, we're done with demon hunter. We're moving on to druid dragon rider. Take us take us through the druid cards. All right, yes. So we have a, let's see, we got uh, two rares. Let's see, but the first one we have Incarceration, three mana spell. No, no spell school on it, but three mana. Choose a minion. It goes dormant for three turns. Uh, I gave this a two. I, I think especially right now it feels a little fringy for Druid. In the future, it probably will see a little more play. It feels pretty flexible, though, because it's just specifically choose a minion. So you could target your opponent's minion and just, you know, if they have a big threat or something you don't want to deal with, you don't want it to die. If it's a death rattle or something, you can kind of just deal with it and not have to worry about their death rattle effects and all of that. Or you can choose something of yours that you want to come back later, but I'm not really sure what that is right now. So I just gave this a two. I gave this a one. This seems like trash to me. This this is um Maev Shadow Song was a four mana four three that put a minion to sleep for two turns and saw zero play. This is three mana, nobody put a minion to sleep for three turns. Like it I don't see a situation where it gets played, but I'm just thinking of Maev, so I, I gave it a one. It does not seem historically going to see play i am with you cat the first thing i thought of was my ev and how wrong i was about that card and this is worse because there's no body so yeah i have this as a one i Two, we've we've looked at four cards and I've given two ones. I don't know what the I don't know who this person is and I don't like him, 
but that's 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 where I'm at on the on this guy. <laughs> Right. Uh, next, we have Due Process. It is a two-mana nature spell. For the rest of the game, players draw an extra card at the start of their turn. So that applies to both players. Uh, so I, I, I guess you could try to do some sort of burn style thing and force your opponent to draw, but I don't know this is only an extra card per turn it's a nature spell so i i honestly can't tell if that helps it or not uh i just went with the two like i there might be a deck that tries to use this but i don't see it right now. i also gave it a two for those very reasons i was like maybe something wants it like i'm like possibly like an aggressive deck where you, you your card draw is more important than what your opponent's doing but that's also a two mana and like aggro beast hunter that's like a that's a prime mana slot right there that's that's a lot of mana when you're playing aggro demon hunters or aggro druids excuse me so i gave it a two it's fringy it seems like yeah, we might get to a point where this makes sense. I'm not quite sure the deck that this goes in because it doesn't seem like it goes in any decks that are currently via ladder viable. Uh, but I mean, the idea that you can draw two cards a turn for the rest of the game, I think is intriguing. And I think there's going to potentially be a scenario where that's going to be advantageous. And so I'm not going to write this off like I am incarceration. I'm giving this a two as well. I think it's, I don't think it's going to see a lot of play in a lot of different decks, but I think this could see and be a decent support card in a specific deck geared towards leveraging that particular effect. All right. And our last card is a common minion. It's two mana, one, three, attorney at maw. Choose one, silence a minion, or give a minion immune this turn. The more I've thought about this card, the the less I like it. I'm actually giving this a one. I could maybe see giving it a two. And I think especially right now, like maybe after rotation next year, this starts to find a spot. But I just, I don't know. It seems like it does a lot, but choose one just haven't been very popular yeah i gave it a two because i feel like it is kind of fringy so i was like eh, it's a two to me because it does still have a silence on a two mana minion which has some potential so i gave it a two yeah i i i feel like if you're gonna play this that's what you're going to use it for is the silence um it's not aggressively statted it feels like the stats are kind of yuck for a two mana card but there is the silence there it's just finding a spot for it right like while we still have prince renathal maybe there's a spot for it in a 40 card deck but i don't know it feels like there's not a situation where you're drawing this card and you're going to feel pretty happy about it so it's at best a tech card and it might just be complete just un unplayable so i'm gonna give it a two but i could definitely see it being a one 
That's it for a druid. Cat, you want to take us yes, away Hunter? Yes, let us move into Hunter, and we will start with the legendary um, defense attorney, Nathan. How do you say that? Nathanos. Nathanos, sorry. Yeah. With some of those those names. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying Nathanos. Okay. Yeah, okay. So so I I'm not <laughs> I'm not completely out of place yeah, there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. Eh, but. It's close enough. Um so we have yes. Uh he is a six mana five four battle cry. Discover a friendly death rattle minion that died this game trigger and gain its death rattle so you get the thing that you discovered in your hand in addition to the rest of the effects so you get you get the minion back you trigger the death rattle and he gains the death rattle too so um hunter has a lot of really solid death rattles and like uh six is a a a big chunk of mana to be spending but this feels like it it can impact a lot uh very quickly so i gave this a three i think this is a very solid card probably could be a four but i wasn't sure so i just went with the three i i like this card there is a lot of value packed into this one card and so i think anytime you're going to play be playing for the value game which technically isn't a lot of the time in 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 hunter but i mean the beast hunter deck right now is kind of very value centric so i think this can fit in there obviously the sunken saber for the second half of the azarin saber is kind of the the thing you would really like to get uh mountain bear is pretty good as well the question is 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 there going to be any other death rattle that you're going to want to to have this effect where you're going to want to discover the minion, you're going to want the trigger immediately, and give this card that death rattle as well. Um, we've got a full year. We've got four more mini. We've got four more sets plus some mini sets on top of that before this rotates out of standard. So I just, with a card with this much value, I just have a hard time believing that it isn't going to see some play at some point. So I gave this a strong three right now. And depending on where it is, what we see in the next few expansions, this could end up being a really powerful card. Four. Yeah. I love this card. It's a really cool (laughs) card. It does so much. It is. And like my favorite deck of all time, like so far was the old school Death Rattle Hunter with a was it Katrina? Mm-hmm. You'd pull stuff out of your deck, and then you'd have death rattles, and you'd cubes. Like, that was my favorite deck. And this just, this kind of has all of the elements of that. And I'm like, I want this to be good. I don't know how good it's going to be, but I'm sticking to my four. Mm-hmm. It's not that good. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Okay. Um. Next up, we have Shadehound. It is a rare beast Five mana, six five. Whenever this attacks, give your other beast plus two plus two. Infuse three beast. Get rush. Um, I gave this a three. Um, the effect is really solid, but these like specific infuses make me hesitant to go a little bit heavier. But it is a five mana, six five, which is a stat line that is pretty aggressive 
it has a lot of upside if you're able to get three beasts dead and have some beasts left on the board at that point in time. So I think there's a lot of potential in this card. So I gave it a three. Yeah, I I don't know about this one. This one, I have to say, I am I am really kind of torn because I feel like the the body plus the effect feels seems like it's it, it's enough to be to to be to warrant the cost and that sort of thing. I I don't love the infuse like you're talking about that it requires specifically beasts to gain rush because if this thing has rush. I think it, it's it's quite good, quite good, because big, ensuring that you get that plus two, plus two on the other beasts, I think, is really important. Um, as it stands, I, I'm going to give this a two. I, I think it could be I think it could be better than that. I think it could be really good, depending on the uh, the other beasts that are currently available. But right now, I'm not I'm not sure. went with a three as well as cat so i i debated about the two though (laughs) so i'm like i totally agree with both of your perspectives like i didn't really know where to fit this and the yeah the specific has to be beasts feels weird but it buffs beasts is that viable is there enough i don't know I like the fact that this can gain rush, and I think that makes it more effective, but I think if it were the other way around for me, like, if it just had rush, and then if you infused it, your other beast got plus two, plus two, I honestly feel like I would like that a lot Mm -hmm. more. This one, just, like, it feels a little bit more work to get this to actually pull it off, so... Yeah, I'm going with the three, but I did consider the two as well. Okay, and then finally we have Motion Denied, a two-mana hunter secret. Uh, After your opponent plays three cards in a turn, deals six damage to the enemy hero. Um, it's, it's a secret? It feels, it feels, uh, to me it feels solid and it fits in with the, uh, the hunter repertoire of things you can do. So, I mean, it can potentially do six damage to the enemy hero. So I gave it a three. I like a secret that goes face. I'm telling you, I like that. Um, we've seen, we've seen this kind of effect playing three cards to get some, to have a spell trigger. I'm thinking of Paladin with the, with the three, four galloping savior, uh, the galloping savior. Mm-hmm. So, at, like, you can play around it. However, it's kind of annoying to play around. And I think the fact that it does something aggressive like the deal damage. Uh, Tavish's version upgrades to nine. So if you get... So I think this is an improvement on the Tavish card, if nothing else. Because the <laughs> your opponent plays three cards and suddenly they get almost a pyroblast to the face. That seems, that seems kind of good. So... I give him this a two. I think it can go in quest hunter if quest hunter becomes a thing because you're always trying to do damage uh, to the to the opponent's face and that. Um, I'm not quite sure where this sees play elsewhere, and I love the Tavish version of this card. I'm giving it a two as well. Uh, I can see the potential. I think I've seen the argument that it's it's damage and you know damage is good but 
I also feel like this is a bit too situational. And if you are trying to aim for that damage, you want to be in control of the damage. And this doesn't feel like you're in control of the damage. It feels like your opponent is in control of it. And that's the thing that I don't like about it. Plus, I think in, in some matchups, I mean, they're probably going to be able to remove stuff or get armor or, you know, heal, that kind of stuff. And then you kind of just SOL, like this damage just doesn't really do anything or, you know, it's just it doesn't quite do enough. So I think there might be a case for it and maybe getting this from Tavish or being able to kind of hold and set this up at a very specific point might be good enough but for now i'm just gonna go with it too okay that is it for hunter mage would you like to go into mage sure let's start we've got two rares and a common starting out in the rares we have life's sentence it is a four mana spell no spell school that says remove a minion from the game so this is the same as the reno poof effect this card, the card that you remove from the game doesn't go into the graveyard for reses or anything like that. Not that Mage has much in the way of resing that it does. Um, the minion has to be on the board for you to target with this. So they've gotten the value from any battle cry or anything like this. You're negating death rattles potentially. Uh, so something like a mountain bear or something would be nice to potentially uh, use this on. But I, I just don't know how good this is. Like, I, I I give this a two. This theme feels kind of very situational, kind of depends on what's in the meta as to whether or not this actually is good enough to see play or not. We don't really have a way to reduce the cost of it any. So you're you're stuck kind of paying this this price unless you can get, you know, finagle your, your hand with like the... Um, Oh, gosh, that arcane spell that reduces the cost of your cards in hand by one. Yeah, um, with the honorable kill. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, here. siphon, siphon, siphon mana, mana with the honor. Yeah, with the honorable kill. That's maybe one of the only ways that you can you can reduce the mana cost right now. So in standard anyway. So I just don't see how this sees a ton of play. So I, get, I gave it a two in case I didn't say that. Uh, I also gave it a two. It. It's for mana. It does remove things without a without a death rattle, so it is solid. It does something very powerful. Four mana is a lot of mana to be playing, paying for one mana or one enemy removal. So, I think it has it it has a situational use right now with the potential upside in the future. Yeah, I completely agree. I also gave it a two. I mean, same reasons. It seems like a cool card, a cool effect. I think it's the first time we've seen it in Hearthstone for like a specific card. I mean, yes, it has that same Reno effect, but this is a bit more targeted. I don't think we've really seen a targeted one like this, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. All right. The other rare uh, spell is actually a secret. It's Objection! Three mana that says when your opponent plays a minion, counter it. So pretty much just like the Okani effect, uh, when you select minion, the next minion that your opponent plays, they ha it, ha it gets countered and basically it's like they didn't play the card. So it stops battle cries. Um, yeah. So it's a secret. It's, it's, it's not great to begin with. 
because all secrets are not particularly fantastic. Um, I don't know. This feels a lot to me like life sentence, actually, insofar as kind of the use cases when you would want to use it. Again, it's it's targeting a minion. This one, at least, you're 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 kind of prepaying, and your opponent, um, you know, has to kind of work around it or something. I I still don't know that I love it. Uh, I gave this a two. I'm not so sure it sees play, but uh, if you're looking for another secret, maybe because you want to play secret mage, this is this is potentially something you could play. Um. I maybe I value secrets. I think I value secrets too high when we do these things. So I gave it a three. It it is the Okani effect without the body, but it is something else they have to check. Like it, it's something else you have to think about, which is I like that. That's what it does. It, it, the secrets in my in my mind are to trip you up, to to get you to play something you may not want to play. To to you know, you don't know if it's a counter spell, if it's if it's this, if it's you know, explosive runes. There's a bunch of different secrets, and if there's adding another one that counters a minion, which is not something you had to think about nearly as much as before. So I think I. I could see it being a two. I gave it a three. Well, I'll just I'll just one up you. I gave it a four. <laughs> I I think this card's great. I love that we're all kind of having a little bit differing opinions on this though, because it's it is one that I feel like is going to vary, and maybe it will depend on the meta. Yeah, I think Mage has it right though. I don't know if you play this in something outside of Secret Mage, but I feel like I was actually trying out some Secret Mage today, um, and this card, I feel like, was a huge payoff in the deck. Um, so being able, because it prevents the battle cry from even happening, it you know gets the minion off the board, uh, so preventing a lot of things that would kind of hinder you felt really impactful. There is a bit of easy play around for the opponent in some cases. The biggest was uh, people playing school teacher and then playing the one one noggling <laughs> when I had this out. And it's like, oh, that that stinks. But, uh, you know, that that was going to happen in some games when opponents kind of can figure out your secrets. But outside of that, I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, I think this card shines when when you're in the late game. And, and your opponent, like, wants to play Sire Denathrius or wants to play, like, something big and, like, they don't have the ability to really check for this without foregoing whatever that big card was they wanted to play. So so there is some advantages to that that, that could be could be worth it. Contract Conjurer is the, is the common card that we have for Mage. It is a six mana, six, six with with text that reads costs three less for each secret you control. So control one secret, it's a three mana six, six control two secrets. And you've got a free six, six that you can play on the board. Uh, you don't want to play this at, at a full six mana cost. So you want to have at least one secret up when you play this. I don't know how often outside of secret mage that you're going to be able to get this down to, to, to free. So I think this is a solid 
payoff type card for secret mage, but I don't know that this sees play really any place else. So I gave this a two. Uh, I feel like this is probably way better than wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the, you can't make the mage secrets cost any less and you, ring toss isn't a thing anymore. So um, yeah, I gave it a two. You'll play it if you're trying to play Secret Mage. This will go in the deck. But if you're not, then I don't see anyone else playing this. I gave it a three. Um, again, yes, I agree. I probably don't think people play it outside of <laughs> Secret stuff. Although, even the value of if you have one Secret out, getting a three mana 6-6 six, six is still not bad. Um, but I think for the most part, it it kind of just feels okay. Like, uh, I again, I was trying out some Secret Mage and stuff today, and at least on day one, it it just, it felt fine. It didn't feel impactful enough in most of the games. And, you know, sometimes, in a lot of the more recent metas, you gotta do kind of broken things, and this did not feel very broken. So... I'm going to go with the three, but maybe it actually is a two. All right. We are done with the mage cards. Let's move on to Paladin now. Dragon Rider. All right. Yes. Paladin. We have a rare minion class action lawyer. She's a two mana, two, three battle cry. If your deck has no neutral cards, set a minion's stats to one, one. Yes. I love this card. It's a four. <laughs> it's a four for me. I love everything about this card. It, I like the stats. I mean, the artwork is fantastic. Um, the effect is really cool. And honestly, I think this is the payoff card for having no neutrals. I don't think it's Countess. It's this card. This card is pretty good. I don't know if you've... Uh, have you read the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, flavor text for it <laughs> it's have you or a loved one ever been injured in a consecration <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so that yeah i uh i don't know about a four in my opinion but it is definitely a very 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 solid three in my opinion that's that's four star flavor text is what that is yes it is that that made me <laughs> that made me giggle so uh, I, I'm actually, I'm going to give this a three. I think that it's a, a, a pretty good card. You're definitely playing this if you're, if you're playing the full Paladin list. Um, obviously if it's just a two mana, two, three, if you're, if you have neutrals in your deck. So I don't, I, I don't think you play this in, in other scenarios. Um, but I think it's I think it's going to be a good key card in that you no know, in that all priest or all paladin deck. So that gets a three in my book. All right. Next up, we have a rare spell, uh, Order in the Court, two mana. Reorder your deck from highest cost to lowest cost. Draw a card. I'm also giving this one a four. This card is sweet. I think, especially right now, I feel like Paladin really needs something like this. Um, there's just not really a way to kind of 
get things that you need or want like some of the other classes have uh, in the meta right now. And I, I think this really fills that void. A lot of people have been comparing it to, um, oh no. Polkelt. Yeah, Polkelt. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Polkelt. <laughs> and uh, I I don't know. I think I did really like having the body before. And I feel like the two mana here, I was trying a classy paladin with this in it as well. I actually played this often on turn like five or six. I never really wanted to play it on curve. So like the two mana is just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm paying less because I don't get a body with it. Um, I have it as a three. I'm just, I, my, my issues, I'm just like, what, what am I trying to order to get this? Like, I know you can get Countess or, um, well, I guess, I guess the fact that you can pull, um, your hero card, right? You, you could potentially like put forged your, carry out. Yeah, you can put yeah. carry on, on, de- top on demand, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, that's why I thought it was really solid. I mean, potentially if you have a forty card deck and you're you're playing Denathrius, or if you're I've seen people playing Reno Paladin, and like arrange it so you know you can get to Reno quickly. So. Yeah, I I think this is a very solid card. You it requires a specific build, but I mean, seems good. I don't know if it necessarily requires a specific build. I think there just needs to be some top end cards that you you know you want to get every game, and and we know the hero card is going to be one of those cards. If you're playing Sire Denathrius, you probably want to get Sire Denathrius as well. I, I the fact that this doesn't have a body, I think given that it's only two mana, I, I I'm fine with that because I think that effect by itself is 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 probably worth that. The fact that you draw or cycle a card with this as well, um, after it does the rearranging, I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, works really well with the light ray. You could potentially if you're playing this. On turn five, turn six, you might get a a uh, free light ray the turn that you play order in the court. So I gave this a three. I think that it's, I think a lot of, we, we've seen when Pull Kelp was a card that, that it actually ended up finding a spot in a lot of different places. And so I think there are a lot of instances where uh, you're just going to, while the hero card's still in standard, you're always going to want to consider having this card in your deck just to ensure that you get this the the hero card uh, during the game. All right, and our last paladin card is a common spell, three mana, jury duty. Uh, summon two silverhand recruits. Give your silverhand recruits plus one plus one. Um, I'm giving this a two. I think it. you probably don't really want to play it outside of, like, a Silverhand Recruit dude paladin kind of deck. Like, I, I think there's just better things that paladin can do on three right now. Uh, with a lot of minions and, and some other spells that feel like they kind of impact a little bit more than this. It's solid, though. I mean, you at least get two two twos if you don't have any other Silverhand Recruits. So three for four, four with the stats is generally fine. Yeah, I 
gave it a two for pretty much those exact reasons. It feels fringe. So, yep. I gave it a three. I think I think that we've seen a three mana two two twos uh, has been has been a thing that we've done in standard uh, and actually kind of recently. So the fact that it is that plus the potential of some additional upside, I think, means that it that it's worth worth considering and. While we have Renathal, I think this has a much better chance of of finding its way into a 40-card version of a deck because, yeah, maybe it doesn't quite measure up to some of the other three-cost cards you might uh, want to include when you can only include 30, but when you can put an additional 10 cards in your deck, this might be something that you could consider putting in there to make up that gap. Okay, let us move on to Priest. And first up, we have Theft uh, Accusation. It is a rare uh, shadow spell for one mana. Choose a minion. Destroy it after you play a card copied from the opponent. Um, I... The fact that you have to have a card copied from the opponent, um... I think this card has potential. It is stronger, but it's only in a deck that's going to be playing thief cards. So I gave it a two. It's not going to go anywhere else. You have to have a way to steal cards. So it is a fringe removal card. So, yep, two for me. Uh, I think I, I look at this and I'm like, why am I running this when there's the light it burns? It feels like the light it burns is actually a better card or less situational card. It does the thing I definitely want to do, uh, which is kill the minion for real cheap. Um, so I gave this a two. I, I, you know, maybe if you're playing kind of the thief priest deck, this is, you know, you do this uh, instead. But I think. I think I'm probably playing the light it burns instead. Yep, I agree. I gave it a two as well. I think you prob you probably could slot this into like the thief priest, especially since it's an XL deck. You could probably squeeze this in, but I feel like at least right now this could just be one that you uh you're not, you know, bothered by if you end up discovering it, but I don't know if people want to play it in their deck unnecessarily, so Okay, then we have a uh, three-mana holy spell, Clear Conscience. Um, give a friendly minion, plus two, plus three, and only you can target this with spells and hero powers. Um, I gave this a three. I've got to, I got to use it some today, and it is just a, a really solid effect, essentially giving it uh, untarget, making it untargetable. And yeah, it just that gives stats, makes it untargetable for your opponent. So I think it's a really solid buff. So I give it a three. I, I definitely think it's a solid buff. I wonder like how much it actually gets into the deck, uh, into the different priest decks versus I, I think. This is this is one of those cards that like when you play school teacher, this is what you want the noggling to learn and, and then, you know, pay one mana for it. But 
I so I think it I think you'll see this card, but I'm not so sure if you'll see the card because the card is native to the deck and instead it was discovered via via like a school teacher. So I gave this a two. I, I do think there's definitely uh the, the effect is powerful and and probably statted correct like cost wise correctly. It just I don't know if I, I like it as much. Yeah, I'm going to echo your sentiments as well. I also gave it a two. I liked it a lot more when I first saw it, but thinking about it a little bit, it's like, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is not quite as strong as I thought, but this is one that I feel is really, really interesting, and I want to actually play it and see how it goes, because this could be one that we're just looking at in a vacuum, but actually ends up being a lot different when we play with it and actually try it so two for now okay the the thing is the thing is is doggy biscuit does the same buff except it doesn't do the untargetable thing but dog biscuits two mana versus this three mana and doggy biscuit has tradable on it so i think there is some worlds where this maybe is too expensive and if it was two mana then we'd be like just falling over ourselves to put it in a deck that's fair. Okay, and then finally we have a 4-mana 2-6 dragon, Incriminating Psychic. Taunt, Death Rattle, copy a random card from your opponent's hand. So it's a 2-6 taunt that copies a ha- uh, card from your opponent's hand. It's a dragon. I, I honestly, I think it's a 2 because you're probably... It's probably not doing enough to make it into multiple decks, and this is probably just falling in the Thief Priest deck. So, yeah, I see it as a two. I think that was maybe the initial impression I got. I I ended up giving this a three because I think we've seen cards like this in Priest before that end up seeing a bit more play than, than, than you expect. And the fact that it's got kind of the the big health pool means that you know maybe this is something you do consider as a minion for for a buffing priest sort of deck with with clear conscience or 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 the the wigs or something like that. Plus, you've got the location that buffs as well. So, I priest always tends to like getting the opponent's cards as well. So, I feel like this is going to see some play. So, I gave it a three. I gave this a four. <laughs> I like this card a lot. Maybe just, you know, partly because it's a dragon, but I just, I think it's pretty cool. I think it fits into what some of the priest wants to do. I I honestly could even see this being put into quest priest just as another four. Maybe not as much, but I think the fact that there's the XL de- decks right now with Renathal just allows for so much more flexibility. And so I, I just, I feel like it can fit into more decks, especially because of that. And I think it does multiple things. So I gave okay. it a four. All right. That's it for Priest. So Mage, you want to get into Rogue? Yeah. So we have a Rogue set here that I, I'm not necessarily the most enthused about, but we're good. We're going to try and talk 
talk through and maybe maybe my co-hosts like these cards a little bit better we've got a rare we've got two commons the rare is a six mana four four the scribbling stenographer it's got rush and costs one less for each card you've played this turn now i understand that there's a lot of cheap rogue cards and they have ways of potentially playing a bunch of cards in a turn I just don't know if this is good enough to actually see play when you've still got the the null in standard and it's much easier to reduce the cost of that just by playing Maestra and pretending to be a different class for a couple turns. You don't want to draw this potentially off of Edwin. You don't necessarily want to draw this off of the... Um, Oh gosh, now I forgot one of the only only cards that has card draw for for uh you don't want this necessarily for shroud of concealment. You don't want to draw this necessarily. So I just I have a hard time seeing where this actually sees play. I'm giving this a 2 because there there's upside, there's potential here and maybe down the road this is going to see a bunch more play uh because of what rogue can do but I'm not seeing it right now. I gave this a four. This is, um, I got to see it in use today and I thought it was a four before that. <laughs> it like, it's a four, four that rushes too. So like you still want to play the Knowles. Like it's still, it, this card complements the Knowles and it can add to that pop off turn. It adds to your ability to clear boards and, and, clear the way to the face it just feels like a really strong card even if you don't get it down to zero like a two mana four four rusher is still pretty strong especially after i assume everything you've done and it adds to locations it adds to draka um so i think this is a really super strong card so i absolutely hate this card I think it's really bad. I gave it a one. <laughs> well, wow. so we're totally on like opposite ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think the, uh, the six mana is just a little bit too much. And yes, there is, like, kind of a lot that Rogue can do. But at the same time, if you're really wanting to play this for zero, that's still a lot of cards. You have to have it in your hand. I guess you could draw it, but I, I feel like the 4-4 four four is just kind of eh for what Rogue wants to do. I th if you're playing that many cards, Rogue wants to be doing like a 9-9 a nine nine stealth or something, not just a 4-4. A four four, so, I don't know. Yeah. Murder Accusation is a two-mana spell. No spell school that says choose a minion, destroy it after another enemy minion dies. I was looking at this and I was like, you know when Naga Priest or Bless Priest pops off and creates that giant minion that you can't really remove and you don't really want to run silence as, as Rogue? This is potentially the way you can get through it because then you just, you know, kill one of those little dinky minions that they put on the board to make the giant minion, one of the small Nagas, and then you've used this beforehand 
to get rid of that giant minion that they just created. So I see a reason to want to play this. I just don't know if there's room in in a rogue deck to put this in there. Now, if you start seeing those sorts of matchups a lot, maybe then you just you find room. But it feels a bit techish to me. So I gave it a tech card rating of like a two. Yeah, I gave it a two too. The condition feels weird to hit for rogue, especially. So yeah, I was like, yeah, this is probably a two. Yeah, I also have it as a two. It's feels weird. Feels like it's some has some setup. I don't know. Also in rogue, I think it's weird. I think other classes would be a lot happier to have this. But my rogue it feels weird in. Alright, the final card for Rogue is a secret. It is Perjury, two mana, that says when your turn starts. Discover and cast a secret from another class. Okay. Well, it is a secret, presumably, that your opponent is not going to be able to, you know, do something with. So there is a little bit of, um, I guess, synergy, it would be the word, with with that. Halkaeus or whatever the the uh, the elemental that kind of sticks in the in, in the uh, in the secret when it dies. I don't know. I I don't like this secret though. Like it might actually be a decent secret and one of the better rogue secrets, which really kind of says uh, is damned praise for for the rogue secrets. If if you think this is a is one of the best of the rogue secrets, so. Uh, like other secrets, I gave this a two. I think if if rogue if secret rogue ends up being a thing, you're probably playing this. But secret rogue hasn't been a thing yet, and I, this isn't going to make it a thing. Uh this card is a dumpster fire. <laughs> like I don't I don't like it. Like it's it's to try and get people to test for rogue secrets and rogue secrets aren't good enough to test for right now like the kidnapping may be the only one you might test for but even then you're like okay well yeah that's fine like so like if rogue had secrets that made me want to test for them this might be good but like none of the rogue secrets feel impactful enough and then you're paying two mana to potentially pay to get a paladin secret next turn it's it's just it's there's too much there's too much to chance and all it's doing is potentially messing with someone and then now that this is an option it's they're gonna test for it even less so i think this is a one all right we're opposites again i gave this a four <laughs> I, I don't know i like it i tested it well i didn't test it i played against it today but i will say this is actually pretty darn good in uh secret mage <laughs> when you can discover it off of the the neutral 2-2 that gives you a mm-hmm. secret from another class um I don't know. I just I liked this. I thought it's it seemed from both sides from like, you know, picking it up as a mage 
but also when I had it played against me um, when I was facing a rogue opponent, it just, it seems like it does create too much of a situation where you're trying to play around it and there's no preventing it or playing around it. Like, you will get the effect next turn no matter what your opponent does. So it it feels like a, a payoff and... I don't know. I just, I think that there's some secrets and it, it felt good to me. So we'll see. I don't, maybe it's not quite a four, but I think it's a little better than people are giving it credit for. I said it might be one of the best, I might be one of the best secrets for rogues. So, you know, I don't, I don't understand what both (laughs) of you are saying. It literally makes no sense. It does nothing. It literally does nothing yeah. and gives you a potential mm-hmm. discover pool. That uh-huh. does not seem good to me. I could be this coming from the person who plays priest. Isn't that almost every priest card? <laughs> they just do nothing. No, they they do something. There might be there might be a little bit okay. of variances to what it pulls, but they discover a card from your opponent. I would. They I'd rather discover <laughs> a, a card from my opponent a million times over <laughs> than get a random secret from all the classes. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes, yeah. I love that we're having this disagreement. It is so much fun. So, okay, well, Dragon Rider, you want to go into? Oh, sorry, Mage. You're fine. You're doing what I was going to do, which yes. was move us into Shaman. Exactly. Dragon Rider, Shaman. Let's go. Yes. All right. Yeah. So Shaman, we've got a rare minion, Framester. It's a three mana, three, three. Battlecry, shuffle three framed cards into the opponent's deck. When drawn, they overload for two. Now, it is noted in here. That the overload spells are casts when drawn, so they'll lock crystals the turn after they're drawn, which I feel like is a little, uh, like, unintuitive. But uh, it's interesting giving your opponents overload like that. We've had cards similar to this where, the, you know, it puts stuff in your deck, right, with, like, curses. We've seen it with bombs. We've seen it with, uh, like, a give your minion or give your opponent a minion when they draw that there's all sorts of stuff that we've seen like this it's the first time we're seeing overload i don't know though i i don't think that this is actually going to be enough for people to play it so i am giving this a one uh i gave it a two a very very low like it's on the floor of of two yeah, you're right. It requires your opponent to draw cards, and there are some decks like Implock or you know Druid who t- t- tend to draw their deck. So I feel like there might be a fringe case where you want it, but for the most part, it's require re- relies on your opponent drawing cards. So yeah, I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. I'm just not sure how often that overload is going to matter uh you know obviously it yeah they have two less mana but it isn't the turn they're drawn that they have less mana so they do have a way and time to play around the the overload that they got by drawing one of these framed cards uh it is a gnome and i do like that with the tongue kind of sticking out which is which is really kind of cute and funny so 
Uh, the next one we have is another rare minion, Torghast Custodian. It's an 8 mana, 6, 10, with battle cry for each enemy minion, randomly gain Rush, Divine Shield, or Wind Fury. Now, it is noted, and we've seen this in the past, with these effects, you cannot get them twice. So, if your opponent has three minions or more, you will just get all three of these. So, right, you can't gain Rush twice. Now, if it had something like a plus one, plus one, you could get that multiple times, right? But this, you can't. So, um, if there's three minions on the board, you've got a you've got a 610 with Divine Shield, Wind Fury, and Rush. Could be pretty good. I don't know, though. I'm giving this a two. Maybe there's a deck that tries to take advantage of this. Maybe people want to try to play it in... Like the control shaman that's been going around, but I I don't know. It doesn't feel super great to me. I would like if this had lifesteal. If this had lifesteal, then maybe I'd be like, yeah, let, let's do that. But without that, it just kind of feels like a little bit of removal. And I think there's better removal. Okay. I I think of, I when I think of this card, I see Walking Fountain, which did have lifesteal. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, it, it is that I still think it's solid enough because it's it's got a big enough presence. It's got it potentially has Wind Fury and Divine Shield and Rush, so it can hit the board immediately, can help you clean up some of the stuff on the board. So and it's got a lot of health. It's a six ten, so I feel like this is a solid card and can find a place in multiple shaman decks, in my opinion. I gave it a two. I I thought of Walking Fountain as well, and I'm like, this isn't as good as Walking Fountain because it doesn't have lifesteal, and you're not guaranteed to get any of those keywords unless your opponent has minions on the board, though I don't know that you play this minion without your opponent having minions on the board because that seems like the whole reason you'd want to play this, and there's just... I feel like a lot of the decks right now for Shaman are kind of more on the lower curve side, except for a couple big bombs at the end. And those big bomb spots have already kind of been taken with Sire Denathrius, with the hero card, you know, uh, maybe Glug, that sort of thing. So I'm just not sure if this has uh, a spot right now, but maybe, say, next year after rotation, this suddenly might look a lot better. And lastly, we have a common spell, Totemic Evidence. It's one mana. Choose a basic totem and summon it. Infuse three totems, and you summon all four instead. So if you kill off three totems while this is in your hand, then you get to play it, and you'll get all four basic totems. Uh, okay. Uh, given this a two, you really probably only play it in, like, Totem Shaman. But even then, it's like, I still don't know if that's enough to really give enough support to Totem Shaman. But I guess that's where you'd play it. So I'm going to call it for Uh I gave it a one because it's infused totem. It is. Inf- so you have to have played three totems up to this point in time. And if you I think the earliest you can do that is what turn four have three totems, you know, have played or turn three if you have the coin. So like. I don't know. The infuse specific minion type has has me all thrown off, and I don't like it. So I gave this a one. 
Okay, so it's going to be a little bit easier to infuse it than, than you're thinking because we do have the chisel that when you attack, it creates a, ra a random basic totem. Uh, and that's an, actually a pretty nice card. And we have our good friend Amalgam that is also a totem that you potentially would run in the deck uh, that actually can like attack and do things. That said, I was one of the biggest like excited for totem shaman potentially being a thing when when the set when uh the set launched it has not really been a thing in standard and wild it actually is pretty solid and has been for for most of this expansion uh i think this is a card that can help support a totem uh shaman deck in standard but i don't know if it's enough I honestly do not know if it is enough to actually put Totem Shaman on the map. There might just, you might just want to do the Control Shaman that you are, we've already been doing in standard that's actually working. Um, I'm hoping, but I'm not thinking that it's necessarily. So I, I gave this a two. You know, maybe there's some application for this outside of Totem Shaman with bioluminescence and and comboing things and, and killing your opponent with a lot of spell damage. But um, yeah, I just don't know if this sees a ton of play. Okay, then we will move to Warlock and we start with a rare spell, Habeas Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> the puns are real. Um, it is a three mana shadow spell. Discover a friendly minion to resurrect and give it rush. Uh, it dies at the end of the turn. Uh, I honestly, I don't know what you want to summon again to die at the end of the turn with rush. I, I honestly. This is confusing to me. I don't I don't get this card. So I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. I, I'm struggling to figure out what because you you look at this and you're like, it needs to be death rattle for for this to make sense, or it's gotta be like imp gang boss where you're getting something because you attacked that turn. But like you're not gonna want to do imp gang boss for this. I mean, that just doesn't seem like much of anything. So I don't know what it is you're going to be searching for with this. So right now, I think it's a two. We could get to the point where this suddenly makes a lot more sense if we're playing some some bigger minions or something. Uh, or maybe have a limited pool of minions in the deck and you want to find something particular. Uh, this could suddenly make a lot more sense. So I gave it a two as well. I gave it a two as well. But I've actually debated about putting this as a three. I think the fact that it's just discover a friendly minion and it doesn't have like, you know, discover a demon, discover an imp, you know, something like that. It doesn't have that stipulation on it, I think makes it a little more flexible. Um, and maybe there's some sort of like death rattle type stuff that you want to run. Uh, and then giving it rush, you can get that death rattle effect again. Maybe, you know, or it's going to die at the end of the turn anyways, so you can you can work with death rattles a little bit. Um, it's also kind of interesting that it's a shadow spell. I think they're they're 
potentially could be some sort of synergy there. So that's kind of why I'm like, maybe I want to give it a three. But yeah, I'm kind of thinking this is going to be one that probably doesn't see play right now. But as soon as there's like one card, you know, or one additional like minion that really works with it, I think there's going to be a deck with it. Okay, then we move on to a common spell, Arson Accusation. Two mana, it is a fire spell. Choose a minion, destroy it after your hero takes damage. This is also strange because it's like, I don't feel like Warlock has any problems removing minions. And this is essentially four mana, remove a minion. If you're still in your original hero power... (laughs) This doesn't work after you go into Tamsin Rome, so Dreadlich Tamsin. So I don't know. This feels weird and awkward to me. So I gave it right now. I could see this being better after rotation, but right now, this I don't see much of a use for it. So I gave it a two. Yeah, it seems not great, not terrible. Just seems okay. And okay cards get a two in my mind. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's other ways that you could potentially remove a minion, but this is just one more option. Yup, I completely agree. I also gave it a two, kind of debated about a three on that one, but I think for right now, I'm just gonna leave it as a two. Also kind of interesting, it's a fire, you know, spell school. I'm really curious if we're going to have something in Warlock in the future that can actually utilize the different spell schools. Because we haven't really seen that yet, but potentially. I feel like they're kind of printing a lot more spell school stuff for a... That's not like terrible fell things. (laughs) (laughs) Like actually, you know, some decent other stuff. So I'm, I'm intrigued. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Mage, hit us up with Warrior. Uh, we have imposter to do still. Yep, one more. Ah, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, imposter. Haha, got ahead of myself. Um, so imposter is a two mana one one demon. Um, battle cry. Choose a friendly imp and transform into a copy of it. Um, the only thing I'm like possibly like imp gang boss potentially. I don't know like. This seems slow and and requires some other stuff and like the only like I don't know it just does not seem that great so I gave it a two. I gave it a two, but I I, I think the thing you want to do with this is you want to you want to get uh, an imp on the board and then you want to buff it with the library, uh, hopefully really big, and then and then you imposter it. So then you get two of the really big minion uh, that you that you just buffed. But so I think there there is some cases like I could see this finding its way into the into the uh, imp Zulok deck. Uh, maybe not the one with the curses, but just the standard. You know, all in on the imps um, to try and get give yourself another big imp potentially. Uh, but I don't know how well that's necessarily going to work out because if you don't find the library and are not able to buff a an imp to something big that you want to copy, then this just sort of sits in your hand. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know. I I've debated back and forth on this one. I think all these warlock cards are like kind of tough right now, but I think I ended on a three on this one. Um, so I'm just I'm gonna call it the three. I do kind of like this one. That was, um, Mage, what you said about the location and then getting a second copy of that one was one of the first things I thought of as well. Um, it's interesting that it's, you know, kind of specific. Some of the other cards that I've liked haven't been as specific. They're a little more flexible, but this one, you know, only copies an imp. I am waiting for, like, one more big imp, but maybe we can make it happen now. There, there's some larger imps and stuff, but, you know, maybe with the, the third expansion. Um, but I actually think this is okay. I think it is cheap enough. I think that people could probably play it in the Imp Warlock. Honestly, maybe even the Curse Imp version. Um, it, it might be good enough and adds another demon, which there's a little bit of demon synergy in that. So I I could see this being played in there. Okay. Dang. Yep. Okay. So now Mage can can start Warrior. I apologize. Yeah. No problem. So last of the classes, we have Warrior. It is starting with a rare minion called Weapons Expert. This is a three mana three two with a battle cry that reads: If you have a weapon equipped, give it plus one plus one. Otherwise, draw a weapon. This is a fantastic card, Warrior decks tend to gravitate or kind of are powered by their weapons. And so the fact that you have either a buff to a weapon, if you have the weapon already, or you're drawing the weapon, like Cage Mask Custodian does, it tutors the weapon if you don't have it. So there is no situation where this card is not good for you. I gave this a four. It's going to be in every warrior deck going forward until it rotates out of standard. It is that good. I had it down as a three, but you make a very good point. I, I mean, it's very strong. It tutors a weapon. It also has a potential of buffing the weapon. So there's almost no downside to any time you play it. So I'm going to stick with the strong three, though. So you make a very good point, And I think you're very justified in saying four. Well, I did also say this fair. I think fair. this card's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think there is one case where you don't get a benefit, and that's if you've used the charges of your weapon and you don't have any more in your deck. Like, you know, if this is kind of towards the bottom. But I think the odds of that are pretty low. It's not going to happen very often. And it will depend on how many, you know, weapons you put in your deck and stuff like that. But I did actually have someone play this against me today. And they buffed their weapon from Rakara, the hero. Oh, up man. To a 7 3. Oh. I was like, they're hitting me with a freaking 7 3 weapon. And I think also what makes this a 4 is that it gives the weapon plus 1 mm -hmm. plus yeah, 1. Yeah, the durability. That durability yep. is so impactful. So impactful. And yeah, there's just so many cases for this. I, I think this card is absolutely fantastic. Well, you think about the fact that, like, imbued axe, you get extra buffs with it when that attacks. If you're thinking Outrider's axe, that means potentially an extra card draw from it. Uh, you know, or like like you saw with the Rakara hero weapon, it just 
big weapon go face. So so there's there's lots of ways in which that could potentially be just a huge benefit. Uh, the first of the two common cards is a spell called Call to the Stand. It is one mana and says your opponent summons a random minion from their hand. So it is basically a spell version of Dirty Rat. Mm-hmm. Dirty Rat's a tech card. This is a tech card. Uh, I think it's potentially good be- for Warrior because it, it uh, deals with those. It, it potentially can pull out cards like Sire Denathrius and and win conditions um, that the Warrior would have a tough time dealing with uh, if they're allowed to kind of build up into their inevitable win condition for the opponent. Um that said, just on its own, it's a two to me. Yeah. Um, it just it just doesn't on its own. It's not going to make a deck, but it's it might be you know a solid contributor to a deck. Yeah, I agree with that. I I have it as a two as well. I mean, that it's definitely a card that can go wrong. Um, but I mean, also Warrior has like this seems like a control tool. So like. And the fact it's one mana, so you can potentially pull something out to add to a brawl. You could you could pull something out for one and then shield slam it. Like there's a lot of different things that Warrior can do to remove a single target. So it feels like a a, a nice tech card, but I don't know that it fits everywhere that Warrior's playing right now. So I I think it's a two. I think you're right. It's a it's a tech card. I gave it a one. I'm not as as hyped on it. I think originally I probably would have given it a two, but I, I think it feels like an even fringier tech card. Like, yes, it's a tech card, but I think it really requires very specific decks in the meta, so it's like a an extra techie <laughs> type card. So I, I feel like it's only a one instead of a two. All right, the final class card is the Maw Sworn Bailiff. It is a five mana four four with taunt and a battle cry that reads, if you have four or more armor, gain plus four plus four. So it ends up being an eight eight for five mana if you have that armor uh, on you when you play this. We've seen five mana four fours with taunt in Warrior before. Morshan Elite, I'm talking about you. How much have you seen play? None at all? Hmm. That might give us a clue as to how important this card's going to be in the in the current meta, which is to say, not very much. I, do, I don't see a situation where this ends up seeing a ton of play either. Uh just because it can, it's, it, it's on one body instead of on two bodies, I think actually potentially makes it worse because it's easier to remove. Uh, and it just like four armor, not a lot, but it, it's still like if you're playing a weapon and stuff, uh, you know, you have to then kind of figure out either not swinging the weapon or you have to save an armor card or you have to hero power in order to gain enough armor for this to buff up. So I gave it a two. I just, I I don't know that this sees a ton of play. I gave it a three. I feel like it, 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 an eight, eight for five 
we're having four armor. It's not a high threshold for it to meet. So I think this card has a lot of potential. Um, so I went with the three and I think it could bring back some other styles of warrior that are absent because eight, eight for five is fairly decent. I'm not saying it will, but I feel like it has the potential. So yeah, three for me. I gave it a two as well. I agreed with a lot of uh, what Mage has said. I think we've agreed on quite a few of these cards. Um, but yeah, it just, like, I kind of like it, but four armor is a little bit much to make sure that you still have when you play this. It's going to require a little bit more work. So it doesn't really feel like necessarily a five cost. It feels like you're going to be playing it at the same time that you're playing something else to get the armor for it. So you're going to be playing it later. Maybe that's fine. We'll see though. I don't know. I, I think if this does go anywhere, it goes in control warrior and probably no other warrior deck. So it still feels fringe. All right. We are done with all the class cards. We have five cards left. They are all neutral cards. Dragon Rider, why don't you bring us through those? All right, yes. So we've got uh, two legendaries. They were actually the first ones that were uh, revealed. But we have Sylvanas the Accused. This is a six mana, five, five. Battle cry, destroy an enemy minion. Infuse seven, take control of it instead. And it is targeted. It's not random. It doesn't say destroy a random enemy. It says destroy an enemy minion. Uh, this card seems really, really cool. I don't think that I'm going to give it a five, but I think I'm going to give it a four. I think it's pretty solid. Yes, it's a five, five body, but the fact that it's targeted is huge. You could just use it as removal. If you have it in your hand and you can get the infuse and then take control of something, cool. But I think just the fact of destroying a specific enemy minion and putting a 5-5 out at the same time is fantastic. Yeah, I also gave it a 4. It's a great top deck. It's a great keep. <laughs> if you start out the game, it could swing games. So um, it only does it to one minion. So, you know, it could be better. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, I think it's really, really good. So I gave it a 4. So the base card is basically like the old, no, the old Sylvanas took the minion, right? Random one, right. yes. Yep. It, yeah, random on one. death rattle. Okay. It was a death rattle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Death rattle, yeah. I, this is interesting. Like it, it feels like it's, it feels like it's a good card. I feel like this card actually is going to see some play. I'm, I'm not sure how strong it is. I, I could definitely see where you guys are coming from in giving it a four. I gave it a three. I think the Infuse seven really kind of jumps out at me. It's like, when am I ever going to Infuse seven on this so I can take control? So it feels like then it's just Battlecry Destroy an enemy minion, which doesn't feel like it's as good to me for some reason. Uh, because it feels like a lot of times you have other ways that you could potentially destroy minions when maybe that's not entirely the case at all. I don't I don't know. But I, I gave this a three, but I would be happy if I was wrong. 
uh, and that this turns out to be a little bit more pop popular and powerful than that. All right. The other legendary is the Jailer. It is a 10 mana, 10, 10. Battlecry, destroy your deck. For the rest of the game, your minions are immune. And the notes in here, immune. So no damage, no targeting. Treat minions like they have stealth and divine shield. Uh, wow, yeah. Pretty powerful effects. Hugely can impact. Destroys your deck. There are some decks I think that can actually just take advantage of that. And this itself is a 10-10 body. Uh, I'm giving it a 3. I think it, it can have some spots. And I think it probably will be tested and tried out in a couple of decks. I don't think this is going to be as powerful as either Kazakasan or like as Kazakasan was or as like Renathal or Denathrius have been but I can definitely still see it being being used. Yeah, I have it as a three as well, because you can still deal with the minions that get played, like, indirectly. You can brawl them. Does silence work on the them? No? I mean, if it's like, you know, the priest's, like, mass silence, then I believe it would, but you can't target yeah. silence, even if it's a battle cry. I mean... I mean, so. you still have the 2-4 four for 4, the uh, smothering starfish. The starfish can still silence their entire board. So, right. um, yeah. Shadowward Ruin, the the cleaners, uh, you know, there's, there's ways to remove boards. It is strong. It does feel like you have to kind of go all in on it. But there are still ways to deal with the boards that come afterwards, and I feel like that's what's holding it back from being like super power, like rightfully so, being too too good. It seems like it's solid and can do some good stuff and good matchups. So I gave it a three. I gave it a two. I, I'm not. I I feel like. This isn't Sire Denathrius, and yes, it works differently, but it's just like, I feel like if I'm going to play a 10-mana minion right now, it's probably going to be Sire Denathrius instead of the Jailer, and maybe that's going to prove to be incorrect at, at some point, uh, maybe sooner rather than later, I'm not sure, but it it seems good, but I just don't feel like it's as good as it seems, and so I'm I'm hedging my bets down a little bit. The I think the the ten mana ten ten is typically not playable, and I think Sire Denathrius is the exception rather than the rule. So I think we're gonna see if we see more ten mana ten tens, they're not gonna see play like the other ones didn't see play. Right. Next, we have the single epic for the whole mini set: the Tight Lipped Witness, a three mana two five. It says, secrets can't be revealed. And she's wearing a hat's hat. Ridiculous hat's little, little blue, or purple and then blue hat. <laughs> I love it. Um, the card itself, I don't know. I, I gave it a two. It feels kind of fringy and tacky. Maybe you want to play this if, like, secrets are super popular in the meta. Maybe you want to play this in your own deck if you're trying to, like, keep your secrets around for a little bit. I don't know if that's the case or not. The 2-5 body seems fine. 
but I don't know if this is a card that's going to really see a lot of play. I also gave it a two because this feels like the definition of a tech card. It literally does one thing to stop something else that your opponent could be doing from happening. So I gave it a two. Yeah, I I just, I don't think secrets are impactful enough that you're going to want them to just not be revealed. So I just don't see a world where this actually sees play. Uh, I, I did give it a two, just like all the other tech cards. But yeah, I I, I really don't think you're going to see this uh, unless somebody is like tilted off the world because of secrets for some reason. Wouldn't be the first time. But uh, speaking of tech cards, I think this is probably going to fall into that category as well. We have the rare afterlife attendant. It's a three mana, three, four. Your infused cards also infuse while in your deck. This does not infuse the deck when it dies itself. Okay, so yeah, this has to be on board. And then when, when it itself dies, it doesn't infuse. But it seems all right if you really can kind of maneuver it specifically. But the problem with it is that you have to, again, you have to have it on board. It's like you have to play it. Then either kill off your other stuff or play something that puts out things to die. You know, something like that. It it feels like it does require a little bit, but I could see a deck that really tries to capitalize on it. But I don't know what that is yet. So it's definitely a two for me. I also see it as a two. I I don't know that it, it just... It just... That doesn't seem good enough. It's a it's a three four for three mana. I guess maybe druid, potentially. I don't know. It's it doesn't seem great to me. So I think it's a fringy card. So it's a two. So there there's two things with this. First, I, I think you glossed over the most important part. Dragon Rider is you have to find this card, and then play it and. <laughs> And so finding this card in your deck and then playing it is is kind of that first big hurdle. And then you need for other things to die while this is on the board. I think the other thing is like, what infused cards are you playing? And are you playing enough of them that this is going to really see a lot of value if you have some minions on the board that, you know, these infused cards are going to actually get buffed up on? And And I don't think like... I don't think if you're playing Sire Denathrius, I don't think this he's enough that you want to play this card just because you might get one or two more infused buffs on Sire Denathrius. So what other infused cards are you playing in order to, to really justify putting this in your deck? And I, I can't think of a single class that has more than, say, one or two other infused cards that they might even run much less, you know, having to to try and infuse them and that sort of thing. And so it just, it it feels really difficult to imagine a world where this sees play. Um, So I gave it a two. I I think, you know, if you really wanted to go all in on your infuse, this is potentially a way you could do it. But I still think it's going to be not enough value for putting this card into your deck. 
right. And our last card is Soul Seeker, a five mana three three. Battlecry, swap this with a random minion from your opponent's deck. And it is noted in here, it does not do anything with Bran. Like, it, do- it does nothing with Bran. Uh, I gave this a one. Like, I don't even want to call it two for fringe or tech. Because, like, I just, again, I-, I think it's, you're really looking for very, very specific metas and very specific minions if there's a g- aggressive decks, you don't want to play this and swap it with a, you know, a one-one, or like a two-cost minion from their deck. Like, boo! Why are you paying five mana for that? You don't want to do that. So I think this is very, very specific, and I feel like this is probably not actually going to be played at all. Okay. Yeah, I, I humored it and I gave it the the humor of a two just on the sheer fact I, I don't know it, it potentially can do something so I I gave it a two <laughs> I almost gave it a two and then I realized that I hate this card and I don't actually want it to see play at all because well, it just seems like you have no control over it. Your opponent either plays it or doesn't play the card. And if they play the card, you have no control over what it's going to pull from your deck. And so it just feels like a card that's going to be frustrating if it any if it actually ends up seeing any play whatsoever. And the fact that you then have this in your deck and you can do it back doesn't make it any better. So I guess gave it a one. I hope it's terrible. I hope nobody plays it. Please Please, for the love of gosh, do not play this card. Thank you. That's my TED talk. <laughs> that's 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 fair. I I'm I'm not opposed to that mentality, but oh, yeah, I I don't understand this card. So, well, we did it. We made it all the way through Yay. the the mini set. So, I. Hopefully this will shake the meta up enough that people will continue. I don't know how you felt about the meta before, but I'm hoping now you will continue to enjoy the meta. So pulling for that. <laughs> so, okay. Um, well then let us wrap it up uh, for the after, for the evening. Do you, does anyone have any thing they want to add here? No. Okay. Nope. All right. Nope, we're good. All right, so you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com and follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. You can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T, and Alkaline cat on twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline cat. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG. Uh, doing all sorts of stuff there. Obviously some, you know, mini set videos now, but uh, going to be switching over and doing some other stuff, mixing in some other games uh, as we get a little bit farther out from the mini set. And Mage, take us home. So you can find me talking about Hearthstone. Uh, 
Like randomly going 18 and 2 from the ranked 5 floor all the way to Legend with Beast Hunter after I couldn't win a game with it, or other things that I'm playing like Diablo 3. And I just got an invite to the Diablo 4 endgame beta. Nice. So that that's something that cool. I, I might need to check out. So talking about that stuff, D D, other things like that, at Mage of Death. And then uh, this week on Comics Over Time, we watched the Captain America, the first Avenger movie from 2011, which, spoiler, was a fantastic movie. I had not seen it before. This was my first time, and it it really was great. So we spent a little over an hour talking about how, how, how much fun that was and all the really cool special effects to make Chris Evans look teeny tiny. And uh, how great Hugo Weaving is as a villain. So if you're interested in that, interested in comic books, you're interested in, in the MCU, come check us out. We are on Twitter at Comics Over Time. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope, like I said, I hope you're enjoying the new mini set meta. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. feel like before the boom i should have the dun dun from the law and order noise from the beginning of the show so we'll do dun dun boom <laughs>